Hey Ripley. Hey Ripley, what just happened? I don't know. Uh, here we go to the beginning. Facebook. Facebook? It's trouble, 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 the more Salamanca says. Yeah, Ripley. Can you believe it? I had to cancel my Facebook account. I didn't want to, but uh So I got this puppy instead, this giant pink puppy. What do you think of this giant big puppy? I have seen the pink uh, magenta. I'd say more. It's more magenta. I would say pink. I would say hot pink. Um, I would. I would probably say hot pink. You don't even have eyeballs. How would you even know what color it is? I feel things by the sense of smell and taste. You took a bite of this puppy. Yes. Well, why? So I could see what color it was. How how does it taste? It's it's ta it's you know it's your standard run of the puppy mill, puppy. It's run of the puppy mill puppy. Sounds disgusting. Well, we might just have to end up eating this puppy uh, because of the fact that we're stuck on this ship together forever, forever and ever and ever and ever. We did go around the Earth the one time. Oh, six frames per second. Awesome. <laughs> Let's close the programs. Oh, man. My computer. Any day now. Any day now. My computer. Hi, everybody. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. My computer is from the Stone Ages. My computer is from 1902. Have you ever had a computer? Oh, boy. Hello, welcome to the Aristotle. I should probably start the show with like a lot more energy and cheer and and joy. Hi, everybody. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. You're watching this at 50, 20 frames per second. It's isn't it exciting? Maybe if I don't touch any buttons, maybe if I close these programs, they'll they'll help us. It'll help. What's going on out there? How are you? It's, I find it hard to to muster gusto. Muster gusto lately i'm tired this is what happens it's hot it's it's hot someone the other day said it was a type of summer and i said it's more indigenous people summer but also it's not um i would like to close this program but it, it does not want to close okay hold on hold on oh <laughs> hold on one second wait for this i'm gonna Mm-hmm. I could close this program. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Here, let me play this for you in the meantime, because this is going to really... Raiders! 
I closed Chrome. That's what happened. Chrome is, you know, it takes up a lot of bandwidth. It takes up a lot of computer, CPU. The CPU is like, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do too many things. CPU. See, more like CPU. Welcome to more of Salamanca. One day, soon enough, you'll have your own intro. Watch what happens. The Windows 11. Windows. <laughs> I haven't had a window since, uh, I don't know, a while now. So what happens at night? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go to sleep so I can get up and have that my coffee in the morning. And then when I have my coffee in the morning, I'm like, oh, this is good. I can't wait to take a nap later. And then the, the, that's what happens. That's my day. Welcome to the... You gotta concentrate. I played drums for like four hours last day. I play drums now, turns out. I'm a drummer. What could be dumber than a, your run-of-the-mill drummer? Well, what's going on in the world, guys? Facebook is bad. Facebook is doing things on purpose that are for profit, but also to the detriment of people's human psyches and societies. Isn't that crazy? I'm telling you, we're living in the in the time where if you go back and watch those old videos of uh, those old commercials of people smoking, like a doctor or an actor in a smoking in a in a doctor's lab coat, in a white jacket, in a white coat, smoking a cigarette. Hey, these is great. I recommend them. Even though he's not a doctor, he's just an old white guy wearing a white coat, smoking a cigarette, and he'd be like, "These are great." What kind of message does that send, huh? Sends the kind of message that I prescribe <laughs> Black lung So We're living in that time where everybody's just Freely using social media uh, Like To favor capitalism It was interesting, I watched the interview With the whistleblower for Facebook And she was talking about how They really The society itself And politicians themselves Are bending toward the will of Basically advertising so advertisements advertising is paying big bucks to be seen facebook is saying people just like to look at stuff that makes them angry even if it's real or not it doesn't matter even if it's disproportionate that we're showing them little tiny slivers of what's actually going on but then we make it their whole news feed so then they get angry all day and they look at more ads and they get fueled they doom scroll through the Facebooks and the Twitters and stuff and all of the social media. And then politicians now have to be like, uh, I'm a Republican governor and uh, a lot of my constituents believe in Q and that Democrats eat babies. So now I have to take a stance against eating babies, which I thought was just a given. I thought that that was just one of the things that we all agreed on. But now I have to verbally take a stance on that because... Because CarMax wanted to pay for ads on Facebook. <laughs> this is how we got here. It's hilarious. It's absurd. It's not hilarious. It's, it's absurd. Those are different and distinct things. However, I do enjoy the absurd, and I find the absurd hilarious. <laughs> there we are. It's so crazy, right? Complex. Complicated. The algorithms, man. I want to start a band called Aldo and the Algorithms. Algo and the Algorithms. What do you think? That's what's going on. World Teachers Day. Happy World Teachers Day, Mom. It's World Teachers Day. My mom's a teacher. Was a teacher. Was tired. She's a teacher. R-E-T dot. Happy World Teachers Day. Adele is trending. Adele teases her new song, Easy On Me, releasing on October 15th. She teases a song. People tease. There are trailers for songs now. What? <laughs> Trailers are two and a half minutes, three minutes. Songs are two and a half to three minutes. What's going on here? Here's a trailer for my next song. Two seconds, you just hear. Hey, everybody, here's my new song. What do you think? Great, huh? Scream. First trailer for Scream. There's another Scream, and it's just going to be called Scream because we forgot what Scream was. I guess they're restarting Scream, guys. Are you excited to see the new Scream? I have a theory that the reason why we watch the same stuff 
why they just keep rebooting the same things and they don't come up with new ideas is because of the DVD slash VHS generation. Guess what, guys? When you were a kid, you watched the same VHS over and over again, didn't you? You watched the same DVD over and over again, didn't you? You watched the Star Wars movies on VHS, and then you watched the Star Wars movies over and over again on DVD. So they said, you know what we can do? Make more Star Wars movies to sell more tickets and sell more DVDs, because people seem to really like to watch those over and over again, and it makes them feel good. And They're probably tired of watching the same one over and over again, so why don't we give them a new one? This is what happens. Say, this is why we have nostalgia culture, because never before in the history of the world has all of these stuff... All of these, like, movies, this particular medium of film and television, it's just repeatable. You could just stream it. You could keep watching it over and over again. And it makes you feel better. A lot of people make them feel better that they can watch the same thing over and over again. See? Just, just put us, just patch us into the Matrix already. <laughs> let's, let's, let's all be like Cypher. In the Matrix. Let's all be like Ralphie May. Ralphie. Not Ralphie May, the comedian. Ralphie from The Sopranos. The Sopranos. Anybody see The Sopranos? I didn't see it yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to watch it. My brother's hilarious. My brothers and I used to watch all of The Sopranos movies together every Sunday. We'd go and hang out and watch the new episode of The Sopranos when it aired live at 9 p.m. on HBO every Sunday. We would do that. And then we were, uh, we were like, hey, why don't we watch it, the movie when I'm in town? Me, Aristotle, when I go back to New York to go hang out with my brothers, why don't we watch the new movie together on my brother's new brand new TV? And then my brother calls me who with the TV. He says, hey, you know, the movie's out now. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, it's in the movie theaters. I'm like, yeah. You think it'll still be out in the movies when you come visit? I don't know. It's also on HBO. Yeah, but you think it's still gonna... What is it What is it that you are asking me? You want to go see the movie? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just asking if, you know, if it's gonna be... If you want to go see the movie, go see the movie, okay? I'm not gonna stop you from seeing the movie. Go do what you need to do. Don't sit here and... You know what I mean? I'm learning in life. This is uh, my daily uh, show, so I just say things. I'm learning in life. You just say what you want. Say the things that you want out loud to the people. If you don't want to do something, say, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. It's, it's, it's a lot harder than it seems. But once you get the hang of it, it does wonders. Just say the words of the things you want. Forbes. Pitchfork is trending. That's hilarious. Pitchfork, you guys know, uh, they're the ones that tell you what music to like. Because obviously music is completely objective. I, I just say the idea that there's like a bunch of hipsters who tell you what music to like. Not that music belongs to everybody. Whatever music you listen to, that's okay with you. That's, that's totally fine. It's just sounds that go inside your ears. And if those sounds make you feel good, and if you like those sounds, good for you. Nobody sits there. Nobody can tell you what's good or not. It's really kind of frustrating. The whole objectification of music and whether or not it's good or not. Anyway, there's a there's a publication called Pitchfork. And it's got a bunch of people with like multi multiple facial accessories, like beards and glasses. You know what that's like? They've got hats on too. Once you start wearing a hat. You know, beards, beards, glasses, and a hat. I bet you some of them, I bet you there's like a large proportion of nose rings going on, which is cool. Listen, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying there's this, there's a very uh, general aesthetic, which I, I approve of. I think it's fine. However, I find it funny when groups of people are like, we're not like anyone else. We all dress like this. And you're like, well, you know, you kind of have a thing going on where you all look like you're dressing like each other. But you don't want to dress like this group. That's why I have respect for people who just decide to, you know, just, just decide to knit their own clothes, you know? It's a little bit more, uh... Let's just say the people at Pitchfork shop at Urban Outfitters. The point is, I worked 
I didn't work for, but I met with this group called Haystack, which I just realized the other day. I'm like, oh, Pitchfork, Haystack. They were trying to be some some like competitive model. I don't know how they're doing. How are they doing? Anybody Google Haystack? Pitchfork and Haystack. It's so funny. In retrospect, when a bunch of things come out at once, it's easier to discern all the different things. But in retrospect, Hoobastank and Incubus sound exactly the same. <laughs> That's a joke. Incubus is way better. Uh, sorry, Rob, Doug Rob, and, and Dan Estrin, who I have hung out with on multiple occasions. <laughs> From, sorry, guys. If you need a bass player, I'll go out. I'll go out with you guys. I'm serious. Let them know. They don't have a bass player. They kicked out their bass player years ago, and they don't have a steady bass player. So, Listen, I'm going to make a note for later. Contact Hoobastank. <laughs> hey, Hoobastank. We can hang, right? Point is... Um, you think that there there are things that are distinct, but there's just huge trends. What's trending? Forbes. Former President Trump was left off Forbes 2021 list of wealthiest 400 Americans for the first time in 25 years. I wonder why. Is it because he's not? Probably not. House of the Dragon. HBO releases a trailer for House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series coming in 2022. Well, gosh dang it, let's watch the trailer. Oh, it looks like some Targaryens are up in that. They look very inbred. Because they got that guy from uh, Dr. Dr. Seuss. I'm sorry, Doctor Who. He looks very inbred. House of the Dragon. Are they going to take like seven seasons before we see these damn dragons again? In their full force. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was a slow burn, right? We had to... Wait for it. Wait for it. We had to wait for those dragons in Game of Thrones, remember? We just saw little baby dragons at the end of the first season. We were like, is this egg even gonna... These eggs even gonna hatch? They could make an omelet. House of the dragon. Uh... Ooh, let's watch this. Looks good. Because there's there's a lot of pale people in it. I don't know if that's why it looks good, but I heard the word dragon. Dragon is in the title. I imagine there's going to be some dragons. Are we going to start off with dragons? I need to download this clip. Uh, download YouTube videos. I need to have a better system here. Breaking a note. Contact Hubasig to ask them. Ask them. How do I get my computer to work better? Hubasig. I'm sure you're good for that. Hopefully not. Oh, you want? You want the D? You want them to be dragon D's? Get it? All right. Download. Signs and symbols. Let's watch this trailer, shall we? I would love to download this. History. History. Give me just like 27 more minutes. Hold on. They fixed my tub yesterday. Thank you very much. Thank you for fixing my tub. I now can take a shower. I took a shower today. Making progress, guys. Uh, trying to download this trailer. Hold on. Let's get link, bro. Bro, get link, bro. Uh, Pop-ups. I feel like... It, it feels like the movie... Um... Minority Report. Remember when Tom Cruise changes his eyeballs out and he becomes that other guy? Alright. Gotta pause it. House of the Dragon. Game of Thrones, guys. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I loved Game of Thrones. It was pretty, pretty, uh, 
pretty good. I was game for Game of Thrones. Advanced audio properties. They sound like Morpheus. Welcome to the desert of the real. Alright. Welcome to the desert of the house of the dragons. Yeah, be dragon these. Alright, okay, let's see. Ready? Ready, ladies and gentlemen? Let's watch the teaser for House of the Dragons. It's fire. Ice and fire. Story of ice and song of ice and fire. Ooh. 200 years before the fall of the throne, and still 200 years Gods. before George R.R. Martin finishes the series. Kings. Jokers. Smokers. Fire. And blood. All the black Targaryens got Dreams didn't make us kings. Dragons did. This is that's the end of Game of Thrones. The original Game of Thrones is a good lesson in finish what you started. Am I right, Kylo Ren? I will finish what you started. And he never finished what he started. Remember, the Star Wars was like the whole tease. Never happened. I will finish what you started, grandfather. Didn't happen. Uh, but the guys who wrote who adapted the George R.R. R. Martin books, the Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire books or whatever, they adapted those for television. And then eventually, they ran out of source material. They ran out of the books. They just had plot points that they had to hit. And they were TV writers. So the final couple of seasons of um, Game of Thrones had some really stellar episodes, but some really bad ones too. Because they didn't, they wrote basically TV episodes after that. The first few seasons are very rich with story and all these different characters. But then the final couple seasons, they're just like, because uh... the writers, get this, got offered a new series to write. And also they got a Star Wars trilogy to write. Someone, they handed them a Star Wars trilogy and also... Right at that last season, when they were finishing up Game of Thrones, so they were like, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's just wrap up Game of Thrones. And they didn't give it its due. They didn't let it settle. They just kind of ended. They just tied up all the storylines and ended it. And they just left us like, they left us in the lurch. They were like, oh, we're done here. Let's go. We're going to go on to our next project and we're going to leave y'all with a bunch of crap. And <laughs> it's frustrating. It was frustrating because they could have given us another season and we would have watched another season. It could have been split. It could have been two more seasons instead of seven more episodes. It could have been, it could have been another full 12 episodes more. Um, six one year, six the next year, or seven and seven or eight and eight. Like we could have done so many more episodes and nobody would have, like they would not have lost any ratings. <laughs> They would have kept making money on subscriptions, HBO. But for some reason, the guys that were writing it for TV, adapting it for TV, the books, were just like, we're out. One of the things that was a really uh, big tip-off for me, that they were not thinking in terms of big, sprawling story. They were thinking, let's write this for television, was the end of every episode of Game of Thrones would have a little behind-the-scenes featurette a little tiny little video of the writers talking about how they adapted the story and how far the story has come up until this point in the episode of the season, these last few seasons. And it was like a nice little extra indulgent 
Oh, let's go behind the scenes and talk about this episode uh, with the writers themselves. And there was an episode that just pissed me off so much. Because Jamie was charging Daenerys. Remember this one? You you remember this, Custom Ace. Jamie was on horseback charging Daenerys. Am I right, K-Griff? First of all, K-Griff, let me just say, this is a spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't watched Game of Thrones. Spoiling everything. It's Kelly! And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's an episode, you might remember this, where Jamie was on horseback charging Daenerys. It's the very end of the episode, you're like, oh, this is it. One of them's got to go at this moment. But of course, Daenerys had her dragon with her she was dragging these with her and Jamie's charging her and you're like oh this comes to House Targaryen and the, and the Lannister this is when something's gonna happen something's gonna and then the dragon's like and you're like oh that's the way to go man if Jamie's gonna go he's gonna go out he's gonna go down in flames I get it but of course he falls into the water in the next episode. He, like, swims to shore safely somehow. And you were like, all right, that was a dumb TV episode. I just felt like I watched a television episode. Not only did I feel that way, the writers validated that thought immediately following that episode. The writers were like, well, we had Danny and we had Jamie. And, you know, they're charging. And you're like, well, one of them's got to die. But we were like, but they're two main characters, so we can't kill them off. And I was like, yeah, you can, bro. You did that the first season. You did that with the, with the Ned Stark. Spoilers. I'm like, that's the whole point. That's why we like the show. The, the Red Wedding. That's what we're watching, bro. We're, we're like ready to get our hearts ripped out. It's very frustrating. And I was like, you're, th- you're not thinking like the show has primed us. You're just saying, every time I would watch an episode of Game of Thrones, I just expected whoever was talking in the middle of a sentence, someone just come up behind them and cut their throat. That's how I felt any moment could happen. Anything could happen in the show. So I thought anything could happen. I thought it was time for him to go. I was ready for it. I mean, I wasn't ready for it, and that's what made it good. So, I, that was the moment I was like, oh man, this is just some crappy TV show now. They're just making a TV show where they're trying to extend the characters' stories because they people like these characters. And I'm like, yeah, people like these characters, but when you kill them, it's even better. Also, make us like the other characters. <laughs> Write better, guys. Cheers. I agree with you, Custom Maze. I think that you gotta do it the right way and then make it impactful and make it part of the story and have everyone deal with that situation. Don't just make it a big TV spectacle and and then give us what we expect or what we technically think we want. Give us what we don't know we want. That's what's exciting. Yep. While she was trying trying to get that harpoon out of the dragon. Yeah. Uh... The Red Wedding. Yeah, exactly. The Red Wedding was like the first season. Then the Red Wedding. You're just like, okay, well, looks like anything could happen. Looks like things are going to happen. I mean, obviously the stories will build into those characters dying somehow. Sometimes you don't notice how it does that, which is the good writing part. You're just like, oh, that snuck up on me, but that makes sense. One of my favorite deaths. What is your favorite death in Game of Thrones? This is a serious question. Two of my favorite deaths that come to my head right away. Ramsay. Ooh, that was a good one, right? Also, um, my favorite death was probably Littlefinger. Man, oh man. That was... Except, except that storyline sucked. <laughs> Do you guys remember that storyline? With Arya and Sansa? And they were like, not getting along for some reason? And it was totally BS because the writers, again, at this point, weren't basing their stuff on actual previous 
book materials. They were just saying, what would happen? Let's just build a fake storyline. And I didn't believe it for a second. I was watching the whole season. I'm like, why would Sansa, every episode at the end, I'd be like, why are Sansa and Arya not getting along? This is stupid. They haven't seen each other for five years and they're suddenly just like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And it was just for the audience to watch them do that. It wasn't for them because obviously they were in cahoots. Because they figured out Littlefinger was uh, the guy pulling the strings. But that was frustrating. Get back to work. I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for being here. We applaud you. Uh, feel free to listen along on your headphones on and, and while, while you're doing the dishes. Hope you enjoy the rest of your stream. The favorites is Ramsey and Jeffrey's ugly ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, Joffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, Joffrey, same thing. Yeah, that was freaking great. Fun fact. They wrote in the scene where Rob's wife was stabbed to death in her pregnant womb. Oof. Come on, Kelleen. I'm trying to eat. It's coffee right now. In the book, she was just taken prisoner, and we still don't know what happened to her. Ooh. I didn't read the book. I don't read, so that's why they got to turn these into TV shows for me and movies. That helps me. I get it done in two hours instead of, you know, two weeks. Now, I read all day long, in fact. I read words all day long on screens all day long, except I don't read the books. I don't read long-form stories. I, I should. I used to. I used to read all the time. I used to be a freaking avid reader, but now my attention span is so... What did you say, K. Griff? Fun fact. They wrote the scene where... Ro oh, yeah. I just read that. I just have a short attention span. Good golly, guys. I'll tell you. When they killed off uh, Littlefinger, I was so happy. It was, But I hated the story that led up to it, but it was a great scene. Let's watch it. Sansa. Lady... Lady Sansa, I don't understand. <laughs> you got one-upped. Nah, I can't watch it. I gotta figure out a better, easier way to watch clips. Lady Sansa, I don't understand. He had a weird way of talking. Remember that? That Irish guy? He's an Irish actor. So he's got a, he's got a weird wilt. I was just saying how, like, at night I get I go to bed, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to my coffee in the morning. And then when I have my coffee in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to my nap later. I feel like I'm 90. I'm already 90. I'm already living the life of a 90-year-old. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> and it's great, but you don't have to take my word for it. What are you watching now? I gotta catch up. I haven't seen old. I, I, I gotta catch up. I haven't. Ca I, I gotta catch up. There's a new Chappelle. There's a new Chappelle Comedy Hour special on Netflix. Gonna watch that tonight, probably. Mike Pence is trending. <laughs> Do you think that Trump is gonna run with what's his face next time? DeSantis. Imagine that ticket. Oof. I'm reading the Hunger Games prequel right now. Let me guess, Kgraf, they're hungry. They're hungry. They're like, oh, give us food. But somehow there's a love story in there. We need food. We're hungry. Let's play some games. I'm, I'm too tired, though, because I'm hungry. Let's play games. Can't we just play chess? Why do we got to kill each other? Why are we kids killing kids? This is horrible. But it's great TV, uh, apparently. Howell, President Joe Biden, is faced with protesters in Howell, Michigan, where he's promoting his infrastructure plan and economic agenda. Yeah. We're not going to get anything done. Francis Haugen, whistleblower, testifies before Congress. Ooh, that looks exciting. She blew the whistle on him. She said, Mark Zuckerberg, you've got the eyes and the soul of a fish. I feel sorry for you, Mark Zuckerberg. See, Zuckerberg is an algorithm himself. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't seem... He seems a little bit disconnected with his own creation, which is... 
It's very, uh, his, his own creation is very detrimental. Here it is, my most likable song ever. Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance all night, dance all night. Kiss me, just kiss me, kiss me, Nephrodite. Lipstick, kiss me, lipstick ring, oh, that's the way you like it. This is your most likable song ever? <laughs> yeah. People will love it. <laughs> kiss me, Nephrodite. That's like a very, that's a, I feel like, Nefert- when he says Nephrodite, I feel like that's a little bit of uh, Fastbender's Irish coming out. Um, Nefertiti, because it's not. I don't. Th- I, th- I feel like we say Nefertiti here, but uh, nobody told him that. It's like what the wood. It's the whole one point twenty one gigawatts situation. The Hunger Games Temple of the Dog. Uh, now, who gets that one? I got a pick. Does anybody have a pick? Oh, I messed that one up. get it uncle ron i don't get it i'm sorry that i was insulting fish by comparing mark zuckerberg to one but you can take my word for it um i like my new sound effect um what's going on i mean come on guys let's i am looking forward to sleep sleep is what a I was able to sleep the other night because we were at a haunt for seven hours. Walking around the park, getting scared by Jason's and Friday, and, and not Jason's, but just but by Halloween's. We got haunted. I was at Universal Studios and I realized, oh, I'm like, oh, this is like Disneyland, but for Universal properties. They're like, oh, look, it's Bella Lugosi and it's the Universal Monsters and it's... Halloween, and it's all of the movies that Universal made. <laughs> it's all of the rights to movies that Universal owns. And I'm like, that makes sense. Um, I did get, I did understand. I understand. <laughs> In other words... <laughs> I understood that reference. And in, in in, in actually those words. In these words. I understood that reference. Um... But you know, here we are. I don't like. I'm like. This is the outro music. We got a long way to go before we we leave today. Before I leave you with anything, what is going on? So we watched this, guys. This is the preview for Dragon's Days. or is this based on materials that pre-existed? You started putting up Halloween decorations today. That's a good idea. I should do that this week. We found some Halloween lights. 
And if you don't know what Halloween lights are, they're Christmas lights, but they're orange. Uh, we found some in the hallway. They Someone put them in the, the give-a-thing-take-a-thing spot in the hallway, so we took a thing. And uh, I've, I've, I've actually donated to that little spot, and I've also gotten things from that spot. So it's nice to give a little thing and take a little thing. What kind of decorations are you going to put up? That reminds me, we got to go get pumpkins and make some jack-o'-lanterns. Dr. Hoogarian. Yeah, he's from Whoville. I think they cast him because he does look a little... Listen, he's got very distinct features, right? Perhaps he's inbred. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, the house Targaryen is inbred. All right? You got Danny with her own nephew. This is how it works on the house Targaryen. Fight me on it. Change my mind. Yeah, Matt Smith. I'm just saying, Matt Smith. He's, got, he's very distinct looking. But you don't have to take my word. Looks good. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to watch it. If it sucks, I won't watch it. And that's how we determine things. <laughs> so you ever like stick something through even though it's terrible? Like you just watch the whole series even though you're like, ah, this is terrible, but I got to finish it. I got to see what happens. There's a couple of... I'm trying to think of a series I did that with. Where I was like, I cannot keep watching, but I must keep watching because I need to know what happens. I was watching a movie the other day. It was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It's called Hideaway, and it's got Jeff Goldblum and Alicia Silverstone. And Christine Lottie. And it's like, what? It was the worst movie. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm not even joking. It was, um, I was kind of surprised at how bad, like, a movie that had Jeff Goldblum was right after he did, right after he did uh, Jurassic Park. So I was kind of, uh, you ever see that movie? It's based on a book by Dean Koontz, which I think is based on a book by Stephen King called The Dead Zone. I think, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of funny. I was like, I was like, Son of a You done messed up! Get out of my gut! Before I break my foot off in your insubordinate and churlish. It was bad. It was a bad movie. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Have you ever seen, uh, Have you ever seen Hideaway? Because that was definitely the worst movie I've ever seen, I think. Ah. What you reading? You reading any comic books, Uncle Ron? Have you seen any good movies lately? I haven't seen any good movies lately. You're playing around with all the fake fall foliage. And got orange and purple lights for the balcony. Well, that's cool. I, um... I don't know. I love Christmas decorations. But, uh... It's always good to put a jack-o'-lantern up. Do you guys have any jack-o'-lanterns? Are you getting your pumpkins ready? For the fall? Yeah, Prometheus. That one's a bad one. I was frustrated with that. Because I remember watching the movie... And it's kind of like a roller coaster of good and bad. Because you're like, you watch the first part of the movie, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And then you watch the second part of the movie, you're like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then you watch the third part of the movie, you're like, ah, oh, this is good. Maybe, maybe something good happens. And then you go, oh, no, they went there. This is terrible. I can't watch it anymore. Spring Breakers by Harmony Corinne. I haven't seen that one. I just know that, like, the entire cast was just in bikinis the whole time so I was like looks interesting I wonder what's happening you know I'm trying to think there was a movie I might have told you guys this but I went to a movie premiere years ago maybe five years ago maybe five of them the years and the premiere was for a movie which, by the way, another movie came out that same year called the same thing. It was called Escape Room. Because, you know, 
there's no original ideas. Every idea is the same. If you just Google whatever idea you have, it's going to exist already. So there was a movie called Escape Room, and I wouldn't... <laughs> I don't mind talking smack about this movie because it was bad. It was really bad. But there were 200 people in the audience. This, the guy who directed the movie, his cousin's friend's brother is like the guitar player for Linkin Park, and that was probably how he got money somehow to make this movie and it was just so horrible it wasn't even Ron it was your uh, your rule of the cardinal sin of a bad movie which is it was just boring actually in fact I didn't like any of the characters they set up the characters to be like there was no sympathetic character in the movie I was like, I, I was watching the movie going, I can't wait till all of these people die because I don't like any one of them and I don't want to see the one survivor or whatever. I would like for them to all die now because they all are obnoxious. And they were, it was weird. They were in a, sitting in a restaurant and everybody was like overdressed. It was, it was as if the locations department and the costumes department didn't get together and figure out what would look right. So they were like they were wearing like gowns and long gloves and like opulent jewelry and they were at like they were at like a PF Chang's <laughs> in the very opening scene, the whole group of people. And they would go around the table. They were trying to do one of them tracking shots around the table where everybody's talking and you see the next people talking. And I was like, God, I hate these people. Wow, I can't wait till they die. So that was the first five minutes of the movie. Um they were not, they just weren't relatable. So anyway, I watched the whole movie, and then I went with the cousin of the brother's friend of the cousin who directed the movie, and she was like, she is not a movie person. She doesn't work in the movies. It doesn't matter. Movies are for everybody. Music is for everybody. She's not in the industry or whatever, but so she was like, oh, what'd you, got, what'd you think of that movie? And I was kind of like trying to avoid her asking me that. I was just really trying to avoid it the whole time. I was like, and then I told her what I thought. I said, that might be the worst movie I've ever seen. And she's like, yeah, it wasn't that good, was it? And I was like, it might be literally the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm not saying it's not only was it not good. It was probably the worst one out of all of them. So there's that. There was a movie that came out like 15 years ago called American Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be like scary movie. It was only making the Democrats. Only it was making fun of Democrats and liberals. Uh, American Movie? Are you talking about the movie where the guy was making the movie about the movie? It was a movie about the guy making the movie Coven. Because I liked that movie. A friend of mine actually bought the movie Coven. I think you guys know. I think Ron... Okay, Griffin, Ron, you would know that. The movie Coven. It was like a movie about a guy making the movie Coven. And then once you once he finished finally making Coven, he would like autograph the VHS copy and send it to you. And a friend of mine had an autographed copy of Coven. He was so excited about that. <laughs> he bought it. Um That was all that was called American movie, right? Let me see. Let's watch the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1999. American movie. That movie was incredible. It's for $3. Have you guys seen it? If you have not seen this movie... I'm going to show you the trailer, and you're going to have to go watch it immediately, because it's freaking hilarious. But it's not hilarious in the sense that it has heart, because here's the thing. It's hilarious in that these guys are just characters in and of themselves, but it's got heart because they've got a passion. They want to make this movie, and you can relate to them, and you can appreciate. It's like the movie Anvil, the story of Anvil. You seen it? No, Kelsey Grammer and Zachary Levi. Uh, here, let's download this. Dun, 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 dun. 
stopped because this started yeah exit um every time he sees his sees a house on halloween he exit okay hold on just wait like 12 more minutes i think i've got this here we go you guys see this trailer His whole life was making this one film. You you have two hours tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and be an extra in a film. You get your name on the credits, man, as a producer. And of course, there'll be a whole crowd of people here, so we got to make like a line where people can't go. Have a hell of a lot of assistant directors saying, hey, hey, could you step back like five feet? I'm sure he has a hell of a lot of assistants. I think my mom's going to have to end up going out in the woods. I have my shopping to do. Okay, you got to spread apart that way. All of the extras have just fell through, except for Mike Shank right there. We used to uh, do a lot of partying we together, love Mike but Shank. I don't party anymore. <laughs> hey, Mike, make sure everyone has brown gloves. Does everyone have brown gloves? Oh, dude, dude, dude. I'm broke, man. I gotta get gas tomorrow. And dude's talking about making a feature film. Uh, the name of the film is Coven. Coven, Coven. Uh, Coven, Coven. Uh, that's Coven. the proper Coven. pronunciation. No, no, Coven sounds like oven, man, and that's just, it doesn't work. <laughs> She wants to be a film, Bill. Oh, my gosh. You're getting your three grand back. It's the first line of the film, man. It's got to be on the money. It's all right. Uh, Okay, I believe we can do this. Shot 37 here where my head goes through the cupboard. Every time we got together, there was something that seemed to go wrong. Oh, dude. I'm sorry I tried to put your head in this. Take 30. Um, cut. You gotta watch your teeth too, cause they clack a little bit when they loosen up in the mouth. <laughs> oh, now I see this Oh no! What are you talking about, ma? Check it out when you look at the scarecrows. Oh, I mean, you get it? Within weeks, the film will be cut, finished for multiple sales. What do you think about that? Multiple sales to who? We get to see Americans and American dreams, and you won't walk away depressed after seeing this. This whole thing is turning into a theatrical mockery. Do you understand that, Mike? No. <laughs> well, you will. Would you buy this movie for $14.95? Hell yeah, man. I if I can it. find 3,000 people oh. like you across this country, man, I'm in business. He definitely did. That was a good movie to watch in film school because you're like, all right, well, these guys did it. (laughs) It's it's a pretty much accurate portrayal of what it's like to make a movie on your own, especially even today. Even today, it's rough. But the the mid to late 90s was the time where you were like, we can do this. We We can go up against the studios. Kevin Smith did it. We can do it. I think that that's uh, I'm excited for Clerks 3. Is there a trailer yet for Clerks 3? Is Bear driving American Carol, an American Carol. I want to check that out. But uh, I recommend that you check out American Movie. It's also great. It's a great movie. What else is training, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, Ted Cruz. I see Ted Cruz. You know it's got to be good when you see a Ted Cruz, right? You're like, oh, that guy's such a nosebleed. If he could get a job, listen, let Ted Cruz be hope for you and me and everyone across the land that it doesn't matter how much you suck you could still go to the highest (laughs) parts of government i have to keep reminding myself that i'm like sometimes i feel bad (laughs) 
I don't, like if I'm doing an audition or something, I'm like, oh man, I suck. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't seem to matter. Look at, just look at what's on TV. So, look up the full cast of an American Carol and prepare to be horrified. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. And Amer can, can you help me look it up? American Carol. 2008 films. Um, David Zucker. Well, that's funny already. Kevin Farley. I feel bad about Kevin Farley and the Jim Belushi's of this world. You know what I mean when I say that? I feel bad about the Kevin Farley's and Jim, and Jim Belushi's. Because you're always like, oh, remember Chris Farley and John Belushi? That's all I can do when I look at you. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine that. <clears throat> I mean, they're both fine actors in their own rights, but, you know. They're always going to remind us of the, uh, the other one. Anyway. John Voight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Dennis Hopper. May God rest his soul. James Woods. May God rest his soul. Gary Coleman. May God rest his soul. Gary Coleman. Wood. Good golly. Gary Coleman. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. May God rest his soul. Half this cast is dead. I was kidding about James Woods, but I was also hopeful about that. Bill O'Reilly, God rest his soul. Kevin Sorbone, <laughs> Kevin Sorbone, Kevin Sorelbo. I have a friend. Not he's not even my friend. If I were to call him my friend, Paris Hilton. Oof. If I were to call this guy my friend, Frank. He's a hilarious guy. If I were to call him my friend, it would be as if. He would like because he used to call, talk about the time he met Kevin Sorbo at a bar, and I'm gonna regale you with this. He met Kevin Sorbo at a bar, and there was no party you could go to, there was no hangout you could have where Frank did not mention that he met Kevin Sorbo at a bar, and it was hilarious because every time he brought it up, it got he got more and more familiar with Kevin Sorbo in his recollection. It's a, even got to the point where he's like, my buddy Kevin Sorbo. And I'm like, I don't... You said you met him at a bar. You probably said hello. And also, I'm sorry. Kevin Sorbo, bonehead. David Allen Greer, he's good. He's fine. John Travolta, what? No. Who's Simon Rex? Oh, remember Simon Rex used to have a vine and it used to be hilarious and now Simon Rex... I saw Simon Rex at the farmer's market one time and we're best friends now. We're buddies. My buddy Simon Rex and me. I did see him at the Studio City farmer's market one time. I used to follow his Instagram. It used to be hilarious. Dirt nasty. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it gets worse? Never watch it. Never watch. K. Griff is here to say, never watch a show. Here, what what other show should we never watch? How was Scott Bayo not in that movie? You know, there's things I regret, but also don't regret. There was a show called Scott Bayo is 40 and single or something like that. and I Or 45 and single. And I watched that show and I liked it. And then he was... Scott Bayo was 46 and pregnant or something like that. Um, and I watched that show and I liked it. Also, I watched the show uh, Top 40 Single or something with Lisa Loeb. That was fun. I liked that show. Remember Lisa Loeb? And I thought what I felt was simple. And I thought that I don't belong. And I was wrong. Because I missed you. I miss, I miss Lisa Loeb. Yeah, I miss her. That video was directed by Ethan Hawke. It's one take. That is so fetch. Remember the 90s when you could just run around with a camera? Because it cost a lot of money just to get the camera. So you'd do, as long as you just ran around with it. 
Scott Bayo. Man, oh man. He should stick to being Chachi. He should stick to... Uh, what's the, what, what does that lady say on Fox about athletes? They should stick to throwing the basketball. But it's funny. Because she's an idiot. So yeah, let that be today's lesson. Even if you feel like you suck, what should that matter? <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's so many people who fail all the way up to the top. Let that be a reminder. It doesn't matter how good you are at anything. <laughs> you too can fail to the top. You too can suck all the way to the bank. Let that be a lesson. Don't try. Try less. <laughs> I think you should go full office space. Just don't come into work anymore. She was recently in a commercial and looked fantastic. Lisa Loeb? Yeah, she's great. She had that song. I liked that song. And Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. I got that album, right? And yeah, I don't remember any song off that album. Not a one. Just the I Miss You song. Which is weird, because that song doesn't really follow... We should listen to that song, because it's a very strange song. There's like an A and a B section... And then a C-section. C-section? Hail Caesar. Uh, no, it's it's just a weird song. Do I have that song? Yeah, I do have that song. I bought it at one point. Ready? Let's listen to the song to get hit by copyrights. Oh, it's not available. Come on, man. Oh, here it is. dun 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 Great guitar player. You say Right? I only hear what I want to. That's the tag, that's the coda. That's the chorus right there. You say Today on Aristotle Full Throttle, we're breaking down Stay by Lisa Love. And then we're gonna go. And then we're gonna go. I talk so all the time. Good singer. This reminds me of every 90s Reality Bites movie. Every Gen X slacker movie. Okay, now we go into it like a verse. Or is this a pre-chorus? This is the part that comes back around again, so this might be the chorus. You guys feeling that? Just, I missed you. So this must be the verse. So that was the chorus, I think. It's the B section. And you say I only hear what I want to. I don't listen hard. But then what's this? Don't pay attention to the, the climb. that you're running to anyone, anywhere. I Can't don't understand if you really care. I'm only here in negative. And then here comes a whole other section that's super hooky. What? It's the harmonies. Yeah, we're breaking this song down, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're listening to Lisa Loeb here. I'm gonna stop talking. Let's listen. Lovers in love and the others run away. Lovers crying because the other won't stay. Listen, record label. We're doing an analysis of an excellent song by an excellent songwriter and singer and guitar player. This is educational, copyright covered. I'm educationing the people about this song. This is day they were born well, well. This is not that thing that I'm throwing, but I'm thrown. It's not that I think that I'm throwing, but I'm thrown. Wordplay. section again. It's a pre-chorus, right? What is this? 
So there's three sections now. I should have brought this into my songwriting class in college and said, look, look at this song. It's not a very traditional songwriting section. Here comes this part again. She went to, to the A section and back to the C section. Now we go back to the A. That serves as a bridge. Actually, it serves as the outro. You say Another A section. So, what do you guys think of that song? That song makes no sense, but it's perfect at the same time. Isn't that interesting? I don't get it. I don't get how that works. Sometimes you could just put sections together and... I don't, I'm just saying, kudos. You should do, spend one day a week uh, breaking down a 90 song. Yeah, that would be weak. <laughs> no, I should do that. Why not? I feel like, oh yeah, we were talking about this one the other day. This song is good too. It's, forgive me, it is a half a step up, but it's a... the song the uh, song that's in clerks by Allison Chains thought that was a cool song when I was a kid maybe we'll do that tomorrow let's break down 90 songs that are in movie soundtracks let's spend all month on the movie singles all right, everybody. We did it. We did it. Listen to this song. Let's break down this song. Who wrote this song? Hoobastank? Um, remind me to call Hoobastank. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's, a, it's been a wonderful day. It's been a great hang, as always. Remember to remember that even if you suck... You're still better than a lot of people. <laughs> that's the that's the, go, the message. That's the takeaway. Even if you just suck, just remember, uh, um, Chad Chad McMurray, Chad Michael Murray, is an actor. He's an actor, right? He did it. No? 